listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. I would tell you it's, it's outrageous still. Because it glorifies, glamorizes, and packages evil. Yeah, but all that cares about is dark and brutal. Shut up and listen to the wail of my fancy fingers. I only play metal. Welcome to another edition of The Metal Show. I am the Reverend of Volume, Chris Mezik. And I'm the exalted Ikizor, and uh, I may or may not be sitting here in a pair of goatskin boots and a majestic loincloth made of yak hide. And you are... I myself chose the cloak made out of stars and my cosmic staff. Uh, you know, for today, you could call me the Wizard of Volume. And you're sitting down, so I can't quite tell if you're wearing a codpiece, but we're in this kind <laughs> of regalia because we're cheesing up the show tonight. We're have we're going to be talking about a bunch of really awesome folk and power metal releases from Hammerfall, Tear, Ailstorm, and Slaufeg. Yes. Power metal indeed. Power metal's awesome. You know, I, I have to bring this up. If we're talking power metal band, what is the greatest power metal band? I guess if you have to attach that tag to the genre. I really want to go with Halloween. Just because, like, there's... Or maybe Saxon. Because they're what so are you doing? important into it. What are you doing forgetting about Manowar? Durr. <laughs> I will come out right now and say it. I love Manowar. <laughs> if you've read any like past blogs on our site at WCRXMetalShow.com, you know that I am a totally unabashed and unashamed Manowar fan. They are one of the greatest bands in the world. Yeah, we're unironic Manowar fans, which is kind of rare. Yeah, um, and I do feel we should bring up real quick um, this new project that Manowar is undertaking right now. It's... Truly epic. It's, it's called. It's stupidly epic. Yeah, like, they're working with a uh, Wolfgang Holbein or something, some kind of composer of classical music, symphonic stuff. You know, whatever. Clearly, you have to be named Wolfgang if, yeah. if you want to call yourself a classical yeah, composer. Yeah, and, these and days. then something they're writing this big epic saga. It's called the Asgard Saga, and this includes yes, um, a movie. That, of course, the members of Man of War will be acting in. I'm pretty sure about this. It's a full-on event, and I think they eventually have plans to perform this whole thing in its entirety, because it's not like they haven't played four albums in a row in one night before. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Man of War is the greatest band in the world, and they are arguably the best power metal band, because they pretty much, I feel like a lot of power metal bands stole from Man of War, as far as imagery, you know, the whole barbarian thing. I mean, of course, you could talk about Iron Maiden, obviously, power metal came from iron maiden or you have diamond head you know that whole new wave of british heavy metal thing. even dio yeah totally just combining that whole fantasy element or uh recently you know we've seen a lot of viking activity mixed with power metal um i don't know power metal is such an interesting genre in itself just because it's so it's the most repellent of girls yeah because this the second you see an album cover from say a band like Sirith ungol you know who are yeah. one of the most traditionally like minded you know or even fantasy. like even like rhapsody or like camelot or, or stuff right, like yeah, that it's, it's just, just like 
<laughs> it's kind of silly, but I think at the same time, that's one of the appeals of power metal is that it's like, you know, who cares? It is fun. A lot of power metal is surprisingly upbeat, and I think that's what sets it apart from a lot of other metal. It's not necessarily about brutality and being no. dark. It's about epic choruses, you know, launching in a battle behind, like, these, you know, catchy, like, rhythms, and, and again, I mean, it's all about the chorus and power metal, I feel, most of the time, and of course, the guitar work is usually just all over Straight the place. Straight up, new wave yeah. of British heavy metal kind, yeah. of, kind of riffing. I say we get on with the Hammerfall. Let's do it. <laughs> Necessary from the Swedish cheese masters themselves, Hammerfall. This is their seventh full-length record. It's called No Sacrifice, No Victory. This is their first record since 2006's Threshold, which I think was seen as a sort of return to form for Hammerfall, but I think it was polarizing in that people were confused as to what form they were returning to. Uh, it, it didn't have quite the sort of rough-edged spirit of Glory to the Brave, or the epic majesty of uh, Legacy of Kings. It was kind of in between, kind of kind of floaty record. Uh, this record, we see Frederick Larson returning mm. to play guitar, as well as the addition of one Pontus Norgan. Here's a track from Hammerfall's No Sacrifice, No Victory. This is Legion. My name is Legion.
from Hammerfall. That one comes from No Sacrifice, No Victory. Um, what to say about Hammerfall? They're a power metal band. This is their seventh <laughs> album, though, dude. They're, they're like, they're an institution at this point. I can't believe it. Like, I, I personally really don't remember Threshold. I don't really remember Chapter <laughs> 5. I do remember their first three records, which I thought were really awesome. Glory to the Brave, um, what was it, Crimson Glory, and uh, Renegade were totally awesome records, super catchy stuff. Then they started doing really silly things like really silly things like <laughs> creating a song for the Swedish national curling team uh, to covering a few choice songs that are arguably questionable. Like, I don't know, it's a bonus track or something for this album. They did My Sharona. But this band, you know, I mean, they've always had their tongues firmly planted in their cheeks. They've always been keenly aware of their own kitsch appeal. Yeah. And I think they have to be because this is total camp. Yeah. I like I just, you know, you know, from the from the intro of that song we played, Legion, it's totally yeah. it's totally silly. But I mean, yeah, they know it, you know, and, of course, but they're, and they're doing it anyway, but they do it well. And that's yeah. like, that's why Hammerfall is as relevant as they are. Even in 2009, you know, this band has been around for what, at least 15 years now. Something like that, you know, Formed but in 93. In order to be able to do this style and do it well for so long is rather important. Um, again, I'm saying this without having heard their past two albums, really, or at least I don't remember them, but because that's ultimately what ends up happening, it is just power metal. It's done well, but, you know, I don't always get the urge. I'm never in, like, a Hammerfall mood where I'm just like, I need to listen to Hammerfall right now or else. Um, I think power metal. The, the big thing about it too is it's, it's very big in Europe for whatever reason it just is and it never really caught on in America that being said this record is solid yeah I, I dug it I'll give it one horn I'm gonna give it double horns just because I think this is a heavier record than Threshold uh-huh. uh the addition of Pontus Norgan and the return of Frederick Larson I think is a true return to form for these guys mm. not unlike you know uh but you even question what is the return to form? I mean, if but I mean that, doing... that's what this record is, though. You got you uh-huh. you have a mix of that. You have sort of the epic majesty of uh, Legacy of Kings and still sort of the rough edge stuff of Glory to the Brave. I think any means necessary is you know, with the exception of of the you know the 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 choral arrangements that the vocal harmonies that they have on, yeah, on yeah. that tune. Uh, you know, this you said it perfectly well. Hammerfall pretty much offers. Nothing new, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But who cares? It's, yeah, <laughs> is, if it's done it's well. It's Hammerfall. It's done... And this is... this is Yeah, this is done exceptionally well. As for the My Sharona cover... <laughs> you know... It comes... You know, like... Take if, it or leave it. Yeah. Take it or leave it. But That's my But definitely check it out, I think, because it is, you know, this band who's already pretty silly doing something totally silly, that being a power metal band covering, you know a hit from the early 80s yeah. from you know a garage rock band so you know it's it's funny obviously the the tongues are in the cheeks again one horn from the reverend double horns from me
Hold the Heathen Hammer High from the fifth full-length Opus from the, uh, well, a band I initially thought was just another Viking metal band from Norway. There's lots of them. Yeah. I'm talking about Tear, though. Um, what I did find out after some extensive research via Wikipedia, I found out they're from the Faroe Islands, which, just to give you an idea of where this is exactly, it's about 418 miles from Norway and another 280 miles from Iceland, literally in the middle of the North Atlantic <laughs> Ocean. So these guys, if anything, uh, may actually actually be vikings let's yeah. see if they well live. they dress they dress like it to be certain i believe them so far but let's see if they like hold up to that with this album uh the name of it is by the light of the northern star thank you and uh i was just trying to prepare for how to pronounce the song title because i know i'm going to screw it up let's hear trondur e go to from tear <laughs> on the metal show
Ballon d'Or, you go to a song title that uh, we're probably butchering hor- horrifically, <laughs> which is really sad because it's an awesome song yeah, and yeah. from a really awesome record. Uh, by the light of the Northern Star from Tear, you know this this is a band that's really striking the iron or striking the iron while it's hot. You know, mm-hmm. they they this is their third record in three years, so they're looking. That's you crazy. know, they, they got a pretty. You know, for these for these days, it's it's a pretty. Uh, They've yeah. been working really hard. They've been touring pretty relentlessly. Exactly. That they've made it through America at least twice within the past two years. So yeah. that's amazing. Given their their seemingly um, isolation to the rest of the world, yeah. living where they do. So you'd think that it might be getting a little stale at this point. I thought their last record, Land, was uh, really freaking boring, especially after Ragnarok, which was really cool. See, I never heard that one. So I, I came into this album hearing it as if, this was the first record I've ever heard from Tear. Yeah. You know, and, uh, like, that's the thing. Like, Viking Metal, it seems like there's a lot of it all of a sudden. And to put this out there, I never really liked a band like Amana Marth. I always thought that they were kind of faking, you know, totally embracing that whole, like, Viking thing, but doing it in such a way where it's just kind of like, I don't believe you. Um, Playing essentially, you know, Swedish core. Right. But that's different with Tear. I believe them for some reason. I think, Maybe having to do yeah. with where they're from. And I spent like an hour reading about where they come from, these islands that are totally like the Viking like <laughs> thing. You know, this band, they, they are Vikings as far as I'm concerned. And I think with this record, they're setting themselves at the top of the genre basically yeah yeah you know this album is all about that heathen pride the this the concept is actually based on the christianization of the faroe islands right. which was a, a you know a predictably blunt and bloody affair mm. uh i think the best thing about tear are the vocals and the four-part yeah. harmonies and the fact that you know th- there's four different languages on this album it's really they're cool. talking they're talking they're singing in Farinese, old danish old norwegian and english it's best when they're not singing in english i yeah. will say that though it gives a, it lends them a, a greater authenticity well there's to the a certain music. mysticism to it like exactly. I mean, if i was Farinese, maybe i would think this is like total camp you know yeah i almost think that like the way tear sounds is Fair, fairy. I don't. What do you call someone from the Faroe Islands? What is Faranese. it? Faranese. Okay. I almost feel like Tear is their like national export now, as far as music is concerned. Yeah. Like, does all music from this island people of less than fifty thousand does it all sound like this? Are they all Vikings? Yeah. Do they all participate in well, battles? Sign me <laughs> up. But no, seriously, this album just pretty much rocks all the way through. Yeah. I. You know, I was actually genuinely surprised at how much I really did like this record because like right off the bat i didn't feel like they were just jacking me around like okay here we're gonna put on the whole viking metal thing but it was like all right this is catchy okay i like that this is it's heavy. epic yeah definitely epic you know i got in the mood with it a little more than i thought i would and uh I'm, for that i'm gonna have to give it double horns you, sh- you might as well check this out and go buy it if you see it i'm you know i'm gonna go so far as to say that this is on my short list for best of 2009. Really? Wow. I, I really dig in this album. Double it's the horns first for me. Viking metal album to get that distinction so far this year, and I'm sure there's been a few others. We just haven't had the time yeah. to review yet on this show. But you know, things like Pagan Fest going on through America, where you know Tear was on it twice in a row with various other like-minded and Seferum Corpaclani. Right. Really cool stuff. By the light of the Northern Star, double double horns on the metal show. 
was Keelhauled from the new album from Ailstorm, Black Sails at Midnight, the only true Scottish pirate metal group. You know, I, I got to say, I didn't realize that there was enough demand for true Scottish pirate metal for, for there to be... pirate metal in general, what the hell, whatever. It's not exactly a, a burgeoning scene, true no. Scottish pirate metal. But uh, oh look, here's another album from them. Let's uh, let's find out if it's anything more than a gimmick with a tune called "Wolves of the Sea" from Ailstorm. <laughs>
that's one called Wolves from the Sea from pirate metal band Alestorm. Clearly you're in the mood. Not at all. Can oh, I just man. toss this out here right off the bat? Pirates, metal, pirate metal, gimmick. I'm sorry. <laughs> Two albums worth. Like, okay, I thought, you know, the whole pirate metal thing was a thing of, who is that, Running Wild or something when they started doing the whole pirate metal thing and that's been their thing for like years now well you do have bands like swashbuckle which is a more traditional thrash band playing songs about pirates and not necessarily a power metal band adopting the the entire pirate mythos yeah yeah to do what they do but i don't know i just like you know i was listening to this album and there was nothing about it where i was like this is cool it was just kind (laughs) of like i had it on and I was like, at first actively listening, then slowly my attention just started wandering off from like, how many times are we going to hear the same song? Mainly, I think my biggest issue really was the vocals, mm. you know, where it's like, I get it. He's trying to sound like a pirate. Keyword, trying to sound like a pirate. You know, I don't know. I could have, t- I just don't see this going anywhere further beyond it being just what it is the fact that this is the band's second album is amazing for that (laughs) i don't know pirate metal it's gotta be a gimmick and i don't really imagine anyone walking around you know five years from now going like i only listen to pirate metal that sounds ridiculous this band is ridiculous the whole concept of pirate metal is ridiculous the only reason it's ever been like popular is because johnny depp happened to be in a movie that got (laughs) successful that was about pirates you know we don't see any ninja metal bands which oh god please do not start a ninja metal band just because i said that because you're sitting there going you know what nobody has started a ninja metal band and ninjas are totally better than pirates you know what i'm just so angry with the whole ninja versus pirate battle that hipsters like to engage in at least for the past few years i think there's i think there's a number of other associations that you have that this record is just stirring up but i think i think there's there's actually some halfway decent stuff on here some of this uh in comparison to uh captain morgan's revenge i really do think this is sort of like a slightly improved version well how do you say that album title with a straight face captain morgan's revenge seriously Pirate well, metal you're already you're rum all, that's available in grocery stores. You're already at a better at a better part with the title "Black Sails at Midnight" because it's a, clearly a more epic sounding, it's yeah, just a better yeah. sounding album title. Uh, some of these songs I think were really solid. Leviathan, that song we played, "Wolves at Sea," uh-huh. sort of really do capture that that sort of pirate mythos. Some of it sounds really rushed, though. Songs like. Uh, that one about being a pirate songs that we started uh, the song that we uh started with called uh keelhauled yeah that song you know you think it's going to be kind of an oompa oompa fun kind of tune and then it just it just kind of wiggles around it doesn't go anywhere yeah um that being said i think you know it's 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 a really good question to ask you know where what it where's the longevity in this yeah you know, um, and why did they wait till their second album to release a song called Pirate Song? Just saying. <laughs> just saying. I don't know. That that would be like the one the first song you write and then you get the idea to be a pirate battle band. I don't know. Whatever. I can't give this any horns. It's too much. It smells or reeks too much of gimmick for me to enjoy it. 
I think there's some fun to be had on this, so I'm going to give it one horn. And I'm going to go so far as to say that they have one more album to do something really cool. Then it's over. from the seventh full-length release from San Francisco's own Slaw Fag, or more formally, the Lord Weird Slaw Fag. You know, this band has been around in one form or another since the early 90s, and it's a wonder that nobody has ever heard of them. It's kind of crazy because they're one of those bands i feel i'm really you know what i'm gonna i'm completely not surprised that nobody here nobody knows about this band actually (laughs) but but it's a crime in the sense that they are so good and this new album um ridiculous album title aside ape uprising you know let's try and see where they are this band specializes in that whole iron maiden meets thin lizzy meets celtic folklore with the giant giant helping of tongue-in-cheek silliness Uh, and lots of doom yeah doom and everything traditional about metal this is simian manifesto from slaw fag on the metal show never coming down from the trees never bending down on my knees your attempt to shackle my brain still afraid i'll put you to shame i'm up here walking on Look pretty square 
Simeon Manifesto from the new album from The Lord Weird Slawfeg. And this is pretty much the only band that, sh- that can be allowed to do, that can pull off a, 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 a concept album about apes rising up against their human oppressors. Pretty much. That's why I think it's very important with those who are unfamiliar with Slawfeg to really just explain what this band is all about. Um, they've done they've done records about evolutionary regression. They've done records yeah. about role-playing games. They've done records in about space. Yeah, space travel, <laughs> everything. They've touched on everything that could ever be awesome to be topics in metal so far. Ape Uprising, to tell you the truth, really did not see this coming no. from this band. You know, this is like this album. It, it it reached that whole new level of like silliness for even Sloth Egg, yeah. which I'm totally down with. Um, I definitely dug this record. You know, again, what they do really well is combining that whole Iron Maiden, Thin Lizzy sound. You know, that's what they've always done, and I feel like that's what they're always going to do. And um, you know, I I think a record like Atavist, which if you haven't heard. Um, highly, highly recommended. Easily, you know, one of the most uh, overlooked albums, metal albums, because it was so fantastic. And every time, you know, again, you bring it up to anybody and they're like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And it's like, no, you need to hear this band. Check out Atavis, that album, and you, you might get a, a good grasp of what this band is all about. This album was actually rather on the short side. Yeah. Um, I'm not really sure what else I wanted out of it. Well, to like, be... what, what, how far can you really take an ape uprising, you know? Like, right. It's, you know, part of me imagines, you know, like, a World War Z kind of kind of story, you know? Yeah, or, yeah. like, you know, there's people in space watching the apes, you know, just tearing stuff apart. But, they're, like, they're, it's silly. There's there's really yeah. just not that much you can, you, can, you can do with it. But they, I don't know, they do it, which is, of is pretty cool. Yeah, which is just, it's pretty much the same thing they've they've been doing, and that's the thing. I've always thought they were really good songwriters. Um, that's why on this album, we have the 10-minute epic title track, which uh, I was scared at first. You know, I, I found myself getting bored of it a little bit, and then the lead breaks happen and stuff, and I'm like... No, now I remember why I really like yeah. this band. Mike Scalzi is just, you know, an incredible voice, um, super talented guitar player. It's, I love listening to this band. It's, it's pretty a, much his band. He's yeah. you know, kind of a revolving door of musicians it's, yeah. behind him. But it's a fun band. I think that's the bottom line with this band. It's, it's all about having like that bottom line with power metal in general. Yeah, it's just like let's be upbeat. You know, let's just. Have fun. Obviously, we're talking. We're grown men singing about apes battling. You know how could that? How could we not have fun? Because the moment you start taking something like that incredibly serious outside of like taking the music seriously, you know we can't help you. You know yeah. then it's ridiculous. Unless you actually then it's a gimmick, is what yeah, it is. Exactly. So but this album is is gimmick free for me surprisingly. Yeah. So I'm going to give it double horns. I have to give it double horns. I will always support this band. I think they're just excellent because not enough people know about them. And if you're in Chicago around August 5th, I believe, um it's pretty much become a, a yearly event, the Alehorn of Power Festival featuring all these awesome bands that, you know, it's like the San Francisco Click. We got Sloth Egg Hammers of Misfortune, and uh, Ludicra, which are all awesome, and they all share members. So it's just like this one like creative it's collective that like tours the country, and it's awesome. Alehorn of Power, Sloth Egg, get this album, Ape Uprising. <laughs>
that's going to do it for another edition of The Metal Show. Next week, we're going to be doing even more massive reviews. We're looking at the new ones from Big Business, 1349, Coalesce, and Suffocation. Quite the uh, variety grab bag of metal. <laughs> this cloak is itchy. This wizard's cloak has just been giving me it And this line, this loincloth just isn't working for me <laughs> no, either. I can't believe we just talked about power metal for so long. Ugh. The Metal Show is produced at WCRX 88.1 FM Chicago, a Columbia College radio station. Yeah.